0: Hello, come on in. Welcome one, welcome all, come through the cat flap, get your seat, this week maybe even get into your dog bed, put your vivarium tank on the side, you can have your nibbles as long as you've got some pet treats because this week we're talking pets. This is Table Conversation and I am Craig Story. Thank you so much for joining me and listening here at the table. You can join me everywhere actually, I'm available on social media at I am Craig Story, that's S-T-O-R-E-Y, Story. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, I'm there. I'd love to see photos of your pets actually this week and if you've got a story I'd like to hear about it, Table Conversation Podcast at gmail.com. In this week's Table Conversation, as it is National Pet Month, we'll be celebrating the wonderful world of pets and exploring the incredible impact that they do have on our lives. As a proud pet lover myself, I'm excited to share the myriad of benefits that pets bring to us as well as discussing of course the importance of responsible pet ownership. We'll cover the history and the mission of the National Pet Month and discuss the various reasons why people choose to have or not to have pets and provide practical. with and adopting a pet ethically and, of course, preparing for that all-important arrival. So let's embark on this heartwarming journey and discover the joys of our furry, our feathered, our scaly companions. As I said, this week we're celebrating National Pet Month and we're going to delve into the world of pets, those lovable, adorable and sometimes a little bit mischievous companions that share our homes and our lives. National Pet Month is a special time dedicated to appreciating the value of pets, It also promotes responsible pet ownership and raises awareness about the incredible benefits that pets can bring to our lives. From the joy of a wagging tail greeting us at the door, to the soothing purr of a cat curled up in our lap, our pets hold a special place in our hearts, don't they? So why do we choose to share our lives with these furry, feathery or scaly friends? And what benefits do pets provide? And what are the reasons some people opt not to have them? Well, let's have a little dive into these questions and let's have a look at the impact that pets do have on our lives. Well, to start, let's discuss the various reasons people choose to bring pets into their lives. For many, it's all about companionship. That's the primary motivation. Pets do offer that unique, unconditional love that can be a source of comfort and support during both good times and bad times. It's funny how they just know, don't they? And um, My sister, actually, uh, in episode one, we talked about losing my dad and my sister said that her dog has been her rock through that time of grief. I often say I wish that everyone in the world greeted me in the same way that dogs do because the world would be such a happy place if everyone just greeted each other how dogs do. Pets do have that uncanny ability to sense our emotions and provide solace when we need it most as well. Pets do make great listeners don't they? They're always willing to lend that non-judgmental ear, you never get any comeback from them. They listen to our worries, our hopes and our dreams This isn't just something that's anecdotal either, because in addition to that companionship, pets can also provide numerous physical and mental health benefits. There's been some studies actually, and these studies have shown that pet owners often experience lower blood pressure, reduced stress levels, and improved overall well-being. The simple act of just sitting there, stroking your pet, well that can release feel-good hormones like oxytocin and serotonin. These both help to combat feelings of loneliness and depression. Moreover as well, pets can encourage a more active lifestyle. Dog owners, just one example there, they're more likely to engage in regular exercise as they walk their dogs or play with them in the park. And I can't keep up with my friend Sarah when she's out walking her dog Willow because she's so fit, because she's so active with a dog doing big, huge walks. Obviously, any kind of increased physical activity that can lead to better cardiovascular health, weight management, and even improve your mood. Pets can also help foster social connections with other pet owners that creates opportunities for conversations and camaraderie, whether it's chatting with a fellow dog owner at the park or sharing tips or experiences with other pet enthusiasts on the internet. Pets can help break down those social barriers and they can also facilitate new friendships some advice I've been given in the past is if you're single borrow a dog and take the dog for a walk in the park because people naturally want to chat to you when they're their fellow dog owners so it might be a good way of finding a date as well I'd love to hear any stories of that of how your pets helped with your dating if you've got any of those you must get in touch Now, as much as we love our pets and enjoy all those benefits that they bring, it's important to acknowledge that pet ownership isn't for everyone. And there's several reasons why people might choose not to have a pet. And it's important to respect and understand those choices. And one of the primary reasons people opt not to have pets is the responsibility and, of course, the commitment that they require. And they are huge commitments to make. They need daily care, good feeding, grooming, exercise, and, of course, attention. And for those of us just like me with busy schedules, frequently traveling, this level of commitment might not be feasible and that's why I don't have my own pet, although I'm uncle, godfather to many dogs out there and um, I get to enjoy everyone else's pets. Additionally, pets can be quite expensive with costs for food, veterinary care, insurances and other expenses all adding up over time. Allergies, they can also be a significant factor in deciding not to have a pet Many people are allergic to pet dander, which can cause symptoms ranging from mild irritation to, for some people, it causes severe respiratory issues. And for those with those more severe allergies, sharing a home with a pet just would be simply impossible. Furthermore, living arrangements, well, they can play a huge role in the decision not to have a pet, can't they? So some rental properties, I know when you see some of them advertised on Rightmove and such, they have strict no pet policies. Or it might be the case that you just don't have enough space, there's limited space for a pet to thrive, especially if you're maybe wanting a dog or a cat and you're living in an apartment. In such cases, those individuals, they might choose to wait until their living situation changes before bringing a pet into their lives. It's like I'm talking about myself, isn't it? I'm just sharing all how I'm feeling about owning a pet. Maybe when my living arrangements change, I'll get to have a pet of my own. As we finish up this part of the podcast then where we talk about the roles that pets play in our lives, it's important to remember, of course, the responsible and the importance of responsible pet ownership. If you're considering welcoming a pet into your home, you do need to take that time to research and prepare for the the commitment it entails. You need to ensure that you've got the time, the resources and the living situation that allows you to provide that loving, stable and the nurturing environment that your pet will need, and it could be over many, many years. Well, we've looked at both sides now, haven't we, of why people have pets, why some people choose not to. Well, let's have a deeper look at some of those benefits that our little friends bring into our lives. So, well, first and foremost, let's discuss the emotional and the psychological benefits of having pets. There's been numerous studies, actually, and they've shown that pets can significantly impact on our mental well-being, by providing that companionship, that stress relief, and even helping to combat depression. For instance, a study that was conducted by the Human-Animal Bond Research Institute found that pet owners report lower levels of stress and anxiety compared to non-pet owners. Amazing, isn't it? So pets also offer that unique form of social support. Say they do provide that non-judgmental companionship. And of course, that all-important unconditional love. They're always there for you, aren't they? They're always lending that listening ear and they, they won't judge whatever you have to share with them. And this support of course can be particularly beneficial for individuals that are dealing with mental health issues or they're going through challenging life events. Just like I mentioned before about my sister with her dog really helped her through the grief of losing our dad. There's also been some research that has shown that pets can help people develop better coping mechanisms. So helping them to make adaptations or adjustments in their lives that help them to deal um, with adversity and become more resilient. Going on to more research, in addition to that emotional and the psychological benefits, they also do have that profound impact on our physical health. And like I said, it's not anecdotal. There is research there. There's a study that's published in the Journal of Physical Activity and Health Food, and it said that dog owners, well, they're more likely to meet the recommended levels of physical activity compared to non-dog owners. See, it's all healthy for you. This increased exercise, it not only contributes to better cardiovascular health but also helps with that weight management which we're probably all struggling with after a long winter and of course improves those people with dogs. It improves their overall fitness. But wait, there is more research as well because pets have been shown to help lower blood pressure and improve overall heart health. I mean, why aren't we all living with pets after all this information so far? A study conducted by the American Heart Association found that pet ownership, particularly dog ownership. Oh no, we're not just focusing on dogs. I know other pets are available. Dog ownership, well that's associated with a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease and this is likely due to the combination of that increased physical activity, the stress reduction and the companionship that pets provide. When it comes to the social benefits of pets, they can play a significant role in fostering almost like a sense of community and they encourage social interactions with other pet owners. I remember one of my friends um, at a date, she was talking all about her pet lizards and met with someone that shared the same passion for keeping Um, exotic pets they often like we just said there they often serve as a, a common ground for conversation and shared experiences and it helps us to connect with one another a little bit easier if we've got those shared stories about our pets particularly valuable particularly valuable for those individuals who may struggle with social anxiety or have difficulty forming new friendships just one example again a study that's published in the journal plus one found that pet owners were more likely to get to know their neighbors as well they're more likely to form friendships within their local community. And of course, this increased social connection can lead to a stronger sense of belonging. And that, of course, again, creates an improved overall level of well-being. Lastly, it's essential to mention the therapeutic roles that pets can play in our lives. Service animals, emotional support animals, they've been trained to assist individuals with various physical, emotional and mental health needs. Now these animals can provide life-changing support, enabling their owners to lead more independent and essentially more fulfilling lives. Service animals, such as guide dogs for the visually impaired or hearing dogs for the deaf, well, they undergo specialised training to help their owners navigate the world and complete those daily tasks. Well, emotional support animals on the other hand they provide comfort companionship to those dealing with mental health challenges like anxiety depression or even ptsd as well, service animals they play a vital role in the lives of many individuals with specific needs These incredible animals. They are just incredible, aren't they? They undergo that specialized training to assist their owners with various tasks and it provides independence, safety, and companionship. Let's have a little closer look at the different types of service dogs and of course the the support that they offer to their owners. Guide dogs are specifically trained to help visually impaired individuals navigate their surroundings safely. They assist with the daily tasks such as crossing roads, avoiding obstacles and finding specific locations. And those dogs are just incredible if you've ever seen them in action. And I remember watching a TV show a couple of years ago and they were showing how the training works for guide dogs for the blind. And I was just blown away with what those dogs can do. Along with guide dogs, hearing dogs, well they're trained to assist deaf or hard of hearing individuals. And they alert them to various sounds like doorbells, alarms and even names being called out. How clever is that? These dogs provide their owners with a sense of security. They also help them stay connected with the world around them. There's also diabetic alert dogs. While well, they're trained to detect fluctuations in blood sugar levels with people with diabetes, they can sense amazing. They can just sense changes in blood sugar through their keen sense of smell and they can alert their owners to take some action, maybe consuming sugar or administering insulin. Talk about us caring for dogs. I mean, a diabetic alert dog, that can prevent someone having dangerous health complications i mean that's a high level of care isn't it we're also very lucky aren't we within our airports that airport sniffer dogs also known as detection dogs well they're trained to identify specific scents related to drugs explosives or other illegal substances i mean again using that remarkable sense of smell they enhance security measures in airports and other transportation hubs making sure that we all stay safe when we're traveling Emotional therapy dogs, well, they provide that comfort, companionship, and the emotional support to those people that are struggling with mental health challenges, like we said, anxiety, depression, even PTSD. While they don't undergo the same rigorous training as service animals, they, of course, play a significant role in promoting mental well-being and providing a source of love and reassurance for those individuals. In addition to service dogs, there are several other types of assistance animals. Such as mobility assistance dogs. Now, they help people with physical disabilities. They can retrieve items for them, they can open doors, they can provide balance and support. Another massive development in the last couple of years has been seizure response dogs. They can be trained to detect the onset of a seizure. And they can assist their owners by providing comfort or even seeking help for them. And I know there's some scientific developments happening where they're looking to replicate what the dog can sense so they can create a machine for people who do suffer from seizures. Search and rescue dogs. They're another incredible group of service animals. They play a vital role in locating missing people, especially in challenging environments such as mountains, forests, or disaster-stricken areas. These dogs, they're highly skilled trained dogs. They undergo extensive training to develop that sense of smell and agility and it helps them to navigate difficult terrain and they can also detect human scent even in the the most adverse the most restrictive conditions working alongside their human handlers search and rescue dogs they can quickly cover large areas and help locate missing individuals more efficiently than any human search team could do alone these dogs can detect subtle scents in the air even and on the ground guiding their handlers to the source of the scent and ultimately finding the missing person. You can't put a price on that contribution, can you? You can't, that's just invaluable to those search and rescue operations and often results in saved lives and reunions with loved ones. So in summary then, service animals, including search and rescue dogs, where they provide essential support and assistance to individuals and communities in various capacities don't they their specialized training and unique abilities make them indispensable in a wide range of situations from helping people with disabilities to lead independent lives to locating missing people in challenging environments each of these remarkable service animals well they play a crucial role in the lives of their owners offering not only practical assistance but also that invaluable companionship and we we can't again put a price on that And they're the most loyal, aren't they? They offer us unwavering loyalty. The benefits of pets are vast and varied, touching nearly every aspect of our lives, in fact, from emotional well-being to physical health and social connections. So as we celebrate National Pet Month, let's take a moment, let's appreciate the incredible impact that those pets have on our lives, the joy, the companionship they bring us every single day. Whether you're a proud pet owner or simply an animal lover, it's clear that pets have a unique a powerful ability to enrich our lives in countless ways. Well just as we've discussed the numerous benefits that pets bring into our lives it is important again to share the balance of why and acknowledge that not everyone has pets or wants to have them in fact. In this part of the episode we'll have a look at some of the reasons why people choose not to have pets, touch on some of the potential barriers, some of the ethical considerations and just personal preferences. Now one of the most common barriers to pet ownership is allergies. According to Allergy UK around 25% of the UK population so a quarter of the UK population they suffer from some form of allergy and pet allergies are among the most common so symptoms can be something as light as sneezing and itching leading right the way through to difficulty in breathing and that can all be triggered by pet dander making it challenging for anyone with those severe allergies to have a pet i mean you're not going to put yourself through that are you some people may opt for hypoallergenic breeds or consider other types of pets but for many allergies do remain a significant obstacle to owning a pet Financial concerns, well, they also play a role in the decision not to have a pet. The cost of owning a pet can be quite substantial, not just buying the pet. It's not just the, that initial cost of acquiring the pet, but also the, the ongoing expenses such as food, veterinary care, grooming and insurance. The People's Dispensary for Sick Animals, PDSA, where well, they found that the average lifetime cost of owning a dog in the UK ranges from £21,000 to £33,000, of course, depending on the size of the dog. Cats on the other hand, they're a little bit cheaper to own but still very expensive. They can cost between £12,000 and £24,000 over their lifetime. Now these figures can be daunting for many potential pet owners, particularly those who are already struggling to make ends meet. And it has to be a consideration in in fairness to the pet as well, doesn't it? The current times we live in as well, people are struggling to, to make ends meet and to afford some of the basics. Lack of time and space, that's also a significant barrier to pet ownership. Pets, especially dogs, they require time and attention for proper care. They need exercise and socialisation. Um, for people who have those demanding jobs or busy lifestyles, finding the time for a pet can be very difficult. We mentioned before limited living space. Well, that can pose a challenge, especially in urban areas or cities where flats and small homes are the norm. In a study by the Dogs Trust, well, they found that 78% of pet owners in the UK experience difficulty finding pet friendly rental properties. Further complicating, of course, the matter for those wishing to own pets. Some people might think about this a little bit more deeply as well and it's important to discuss some of the ethical considerations that lead people to choose not to have pets. Animal welfare, well that's a significant concern for many individuals. Some people believe that domestication and breeding of animals for companionship may not always be in the animal's best interest. For instance, pedigree breeds they can suffer from various health issues due to selective breeding they can result in a lower quality of life for the animal's. Overpopulation is another ethical concern. According to the RSPCA, thousands of animals are left in shelters each year waiting to be rehomed. Some people may also choose not to have pets as a way of not contributing to the overpopulation problem, or might opt to adopt animals from shelters rather than purchasing them from breeders or pet shops. Finally, personal preferences, lifestyle factors, they can all influence a decision on not to have pets. Some people may simply not enjoy the company of animals or have had negative experiences in the past with pets. Others might have lifestyles that are not conducive to pet ownership, such as frequently travelling or working long hours or working away. While pets bring us joy and companionship to many people, it is also, like we said, essential to recognise and respect the reasons why some people choose not to have pets. Uh, that's the allergies, the financial concerns, the ethical considerations or personal preferences the decision not to have a pet well it's just as valid as the decision to welcome a furry friend into one's life. In my humble opinion at the end of the day what's most important is ensuring that both people and animals can live their lives in a way that promotes happiness and of course the all-important well-being we're all searching for. As we continue our conversation on pets and the role in our lives let's highlight and let's talk about why we're talking about pets this week. National Pet Month is a celebration that takes place every April in the UK and we'll have a little look at the history the mission of the National Pet Month and the various events and activities that take place during this time and how if you'd like to maybe you would want to get involved and support this important cause. Well National Pet Month was established in 1989 as a way to celebrate the value of pets in our lives and raise the awareness about responsible pet ownership. Over the years, the celebration has grown in size and scope and with thousands of individuals, pet related businesses and animal welfare organisations all participating in events and activities across the country. The primary aims of the National Pet Month are to promote the benefits of pet ownership, support pet adoption Highlight the value of working and assistance animals and encourage responsible pet ownership overall. Now throughout the month, a wide variety of events and activities are held to help achieve these aims. Educational workshops and seminars, are often organized and they provide pet owners with valuable information on proper pet care, training and health. The workshops cover topics such as animal behavior, nutrition and preventative healthcare, ensuring that all pet owners have the knowledge and resources they need to provide their pets with the best possible love and care. Adoption drives, Encouraging people to adopt are another common feature of National Pet Month and we lost a great advocate for pet adoption in the last couple of weeks didn't we Paul O'Grady and I, I remember a quote from him when people always have reservations about having a pet because we often know that we are going to outlive the pet and we are going to have to go through the grief of losing the pet at some stage if, if that circle of life works in that natural way. And he said, well, you don't think about the hangover while you're at the party, do you? So I don't think it's quite a nice quote from Paul there. So adopting animals and animal shelters and rescue organisations, they often hold special events during National Pet Month to encourage encourage potential pet owners to consider adopting a pet. And there are many pets that are in need of a loving home. These events give the opportunity for people to meet and interact with adoptable animals and learn more about the whole process of adoption. And the national pet month promoting adoption it helps to raise awareness about those thousands of animals that are waiting in shelters to find their forever homes and it also encourages people to maybe choose adoption over purchasing pets from breeders or from pet shops spending time with the animal gets you to to see whether that animal is suitable for you as well and whether you can provide that loving home for a, a pet that's been waiting for a long time Fundraising events for animal welfare organisations, where well, they also play a big role in National Pet Month. Charities and non-profit groups rely on the generosity of the public to continue working, rescuing, rehabilitating and rehoming animals in need. Throughout the month, you'll find there's numerous fundraising events such as charity walks, bake sales, sponsored challenges... Or with the goal of raising much needed funds for these organisations. By supporting these events, participants can make a direct and a meaningful contribution to the welfare of animals in their communities. And you might be there sitting now listening, you might be wondering how you can get involved in National Pet Month and make a difference in the lives of pets and of course their owners. There are several ways to participate and show your support. Firstly, you can attend local events, workshops and fundraising activities in your area. By doing so, you're not only contributing to the success of these events, but also learning valuable information that can help you become a more responsible pet owner yourself. Another way to get involved is to support animal welfare organisations, either through financial donations or by volunteering your time. Many charities are always in need of extra hands to help with tasks such as animal care, fundraising and administrative work. There's always paperwork wherever you go, isn't there? By volunteering, you can make a significant impact on the lives of animals in need and, of course, further help the important work that these organizations do lastly you can celebrate national pet month by simply appreciating and appreciating the positive impact that pets have on your own life spend some extra quality time with your pets share your stories on social media send your photos to me or simply engage in conversation with friends and family about the benefits of pet ownership and by doing so you're simply just helping to raise awareness and the importance of pets and of course importantly for the pet and for the owner the responsibilities that come with owning your pet. What a celebration to have. National Pet Month is a vital celebration in my eyes. It not only honors the special bond between humans and the pets, but also raises those responsibilities about pet ownership and the ongoing need for overall support for animal welfare as a general. In addition to those events and activities that I've already mentioned, National Pet Month also encourages pet owners to focus on the health and well being of their pets. So it could include scheduling a visit to a vet for a routine checkup, or ensuring that your pet has up to date vaccinations, or taking steps to maintain a healthy diet, and even an exercise routine for your pet, which can only benefit you as well with that exercise, can't it? By prioritising your pet's health, you're not only contributing to their overall well-being, but you're also preventing things happening from the future. We probably could learn from this as humans as well. It's also a great time to engage with your local community, foster that sense of camaraderie among all the fellow pet owners there. You could organise a pet play date in your community even, or start a local pet owners group or a Facebook group, or even collaborate with a, a school nearby to teach children and share with children the responsibilities and the joys of pet ownership. Some of the parents might not be happy with you promoting that though. Just simply bringing people together, celebrating that bond we have with our animals, we can create a more inclusive and compassionate community for all of us. National Pet Month, as well as celebrating the role that pets play in our lives, it gives an opportunity to reflect on the broader issues surrounding animal welfare and the steps we can take as humans to promote a more humane and responsible society could include advocating stronger animal protection laws they also support the work of animal rights organizations or help customers or consumers to make conscious choices to make sure they're supporting ethically and sustainable practices in the pet industry We can all celebrate the joy of the companionship, but we can also all raise that awareness about the importance of responsible pet ownership and the need for ongoing animal welfare support. Well, so far, we've already been having a conversation. We've been discussing the many benefits of pets, National Pet Month and Responsible Pet Ownership. Now let's have a little focus on the ethical considerations of obtaining a pet and the importance of making informed choices when welcoming that new animal into your life. Now, there is a concerning issue in the UK, and that is the number of puppies and kittens that are produced unethically on puppy and kitten farms. And again, according to a report by the Dogs Trust, it's estimated that around 400,000 puppies are sold in the UK each year. And it is believed that a significant proportion of these animals are sourced from puppy farms. Now, these farms prioritise profit over the welfare of the animals, often leading to severe health issues and behavioural problems in the pets that they produce. Obtaining a pet from an unethical source can have serious consequences. Pets bred in such conditions are often improperly bred, meaning that they can suffer from genetic health issues and are more likely to require expensive veterinary treatment later on. Additionally, by purchasing pets from these sources, you could inadvertently be funding the cruel puppy and kitten trade, perpetuating that cycle of mistreatment and neglect of these animals. It's why it's crucial to remember the, the adage, adopt, don't shop. Adopting a pet from a shelter or a rescue organisation not only provides a loving home to an animal, but it also helps alleviate the, the burden on those shelters and the rescue groups. Plus, choosing to adopt can make a significant difference in combating these unethical, this unethical pet trade by reducing the demand for pets bred in those poor conditions. Let's have a little chat then about how to research the perfect breed or the perfect breed of pet before adopting. You need to learn. and You need to take the time to learn about the breed's specific characteristics, the temperament, the exercise needs, the potential health issues. You also need to consider factors such as the size of your home and the, the family dynamics, what, what your family is built up of and how your lifestyle is built up around this pet. By doing this thorough research, you can ensure that you're choosing a pet that will be good fit for you and your unique circumstances. And here's a few tips for your research. So consult breed-specific websites and organizations. They can provide valuable information on the unique traits and care requirements of different breeds. You could also speak to current pet owners or breed enthusiasts. They're available across the internet, aren't they? They can offer first-hand insights. They can share the breed's characteristics and the temperament. And also a good way of researching is to visit the local shelter or rescue organisation. You can meet different breeds in person and you can get to get a sense of their personality and the needs that they have. You could also attend dog shows, cat shows or pet expositions. They can provide an opportunity to learn about various breeds and meet a lot of uh, experts and enthusiasts there. And before you adopt a pet, it is also essential to be aware of the potential challenges you might face with adoption. There might be pet anxiety, there could be behaviour issues due to previous abuse or neglect. Pets from shelters or rescue organisations, they may have experienced trauma in their past, often very likely, and this could manifest as anxiety, fear or aggression. And you need to approach these situations with patience and understanding. And you have to make that commitment not only to the pet, but you've got to work with the pet to overcome some of those challenges. And Some tips for anxiety or behavioural issues in adopted pets. You need to create a safe and welcome environment for your pet. You need to have a designated space where they can retreat if they do feel overwhelmed. You need to establish a consistent routine to help your pet adjust to their new surroundings and feel secure in your home. You need to use positive reinforcement techniques such as treats, praise and playtime and to encourage desired behaviours you need to, to help build that confidence with them. Of course there are professional animal behaviour therapists out there or professional trainers and if they're needed they can provide guidance on addressing specific behavioural needs as well. I think some of us need these for our partners too. <laughs> Maybe some of those tips we can take into our, our dating or our relationship life as well. Yes adopting a pet does come with potential challenges but if you adopt it is worth considering and the patience and the understanding that you can provide for that pet you can provide that loving and supportive home for an animal that's been in need and it needs somebody to to look after it and give that support and love you're also as well contributing to that fight against unethical pet breeding practices against pets being smuggled in for abroad and of course those puppy and those kitten farms well in the final part of this episode let's have a little look at some of those essential steps that you should take before bringing a pet into your home Let's have a chat about setting up a pet safe environment. Let's share some of those common household hazards. We'll touch on the legal requirements for pet ownership in the UK. And also I'll share some tips that I've been given along the way of finding the right experts to support you and your new furry, scaly, feathery friend, whatever you choose as your pet. So let's have a little look and think about setting up the home for pet safety. Before you bring your pet home even, you need to make sure that your living space is safe. It needs to be secure for them and we, we also, want to try and prevent any accidents we want to create that comfortable environment for your pet to settle into so you need to secure your home it sounds obvious but you never know you could have that animal out in the garden it's gone so you need to check for any potential escape routes so they might not feel as comfortable and secure in your home as you at the from the very start so you need to make sure that any open windows are closed if you're having a feathery friend there's gaps in fences any loose balcony railings all gates all doors they need to be secure Make sure that your pet can't easily slip through or jump over any of them you need to create a designated pet area and this helps with the routine as well they say so set up a comfortable and safe space for your pet complete with a bed or a crate food water dishes and toys and this gives the pet the sense of security that it needs when it first comes and helps them to feel at home straight away so pet proof your home you need to make sure you've got any electrical cords or loose wires away, especially if you're having like house bunnies or uh, one of my friends um, they chewed through all of their computer wiring so they couldn't work for, for a while from home when they, had a, when they had their house rabbit for the first time. Make sure you secure any heavy furniture objects that could topple over with a little push or jump up. And also another thing to really consider is making sure that any toxic substances or medications are out of reach and things that may be toxic or non-toxic for us are very toxic for some animal types. Let's have a little talk about some of the most common household objects and foods that can be poisonous to pets. So chocolate, chocolate contains theobromine, which can be toxic to dogs and cats. Even small amounts can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and in severe cases, it can cause seizures or even death. Grapes and raisins, now these seem harmless fruits, they can, but they can cause kidney failure in dogs, and it's important to keep them out of reach and be mindful of any foods containing them, such as fruitcakes or even muesli xylitol and that's a sugar substitute it's often found in sugar-free gums sweets and some peanut butter brands now that can release a rapid level of insulin in dogs which can lead to hyperglycemia which is low blood sugar and seizures and even liver failure it sounds pretty obvious but many human medications and many common medications like paracetamol ibuprofen and antidepressants they can be toxic to pets so making sure that you keep all your medications stored away never give them to your pet without considering the or consulting with a, a vet Aspirin inhalers, they can pose a serious risk to pets if punctured or chewed on, so those concentrated doses of medication can cause severe poisoning and even death. In the UK, there are legal requirements for pet owners to follow and these regulations are in place. They're there to make sure that the safety and the well-being of both pets and the public are are kept upheld. So some of the key requirements include, so microchipping in the UK, it is a legal requirement now for all dogs over eight weeks old to be microchipped. These microchips are small electronic devices. They're implanted under the skin and they contain a unique identification number which can be read by a scanner. It helps to to reunite lost pets with their owners and encourages, of course, responsible pet ownership. Collars and ID tags. Dogs must wear a collar with an ID tag displaying the owner's name and address when in public. And of course, that makes it easy to identify and return lost dogs to their owners. Did you know that that is a must? Pet passports and travel as well. If you plan to travel with your pet outside the UK, you'll need a pet passport. And this includes details of your pet's microchip number, vaccinations and any treatments that they've received. And Again, this ensures your pet meets the entry requirements of the country you're visiting and also helps to prevent the spread of any diseases. So we've had a little look at the basics of prepping your home, understanding what the legal requirements are. Let's have a little consideration about the support you may need as a pet owner. And this could be like finding experts like trainers, behaviorists, groomers, all to help you take the best care of your pet. So training classes, they're a great way to help your pet learn essential commands, develop some of those good habits. And also they want to socialise, they want to socialise with other animals. So you can look for local class or trainers with positive Um, reward based training methods apparently they're the best ones to use so have a little search in your local area now if your pet's experiencing behavioral issues such as aggression separation anxiety or excessive barking and a qualified behaviorist they can help you identify the root cause and develop a tailored plan to address the problem just like if you were choosing a therapist for yourself make sure you're sure to choose the behaviorist with the relevant qualifications and the experience working with animals and maybe get some feedback about other people that maybe use that behaviorist Regular grooming is essential a part of uh, having a pet, isn't it? To make sure the coat, skin and nails are all in good condition if you've got that sort of pet. It's important as well to find a groomer who is knowledgeable about your pet's breed and some of the specific needs that that breed might have. You can ask for recommendations from friends, family or your vet and don't be afraid to visit the groomer's premises beforehand. Check out what they're going to do with your pet. Have that conversation before you book and commit to an appointment. Of course, you need to establish a good relationship with a trusted veterinarian. It's crucial for your pet's health and well-being. Regular checkups, vaccinations, preventive care, they're all essential part to keep your pet fit and healthy and happy. Choose that vet who takes the time to answer your questions, listens to your concerns and also has a genuine interest in your pet's welfare. Now I have a friend who is a very good vet. I'm not plugging him um, to get to get you to book appointments with him, but he joined me at the table. If you're new to the table, then Series 1, Episode 19, It's A Vet's Life. And I was joined at the table by Nick, who's my friend. Um, he's a veterinary surgeon, and he gives an insight into the challenges of being a vet and how he got to be a vet and what drives him in his work. So if you're new to the table, you haven't listened to that episode, have a little go back and listen to that one and he's such a lovely guy as well as being an amazing vet as well i think we now know that bringing a pet into your life is rewarding it's life-changing experience but it also comes with that significant amount of responsibility and i think by making those careful preparations preparing your home researching legal requirements getting the support of experts you'll be more than well equipped to provide that long-term safe environment for your new family member Well, 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 thank you so much for joining me for this special episode of Table Conversation. I do hope you've enjoyed getting some of those insights into the world of pets, maybe some of the benefits they bring, the importance of responsible pet ownership, as well as some of the reasons why you might not choose to have a pet. It's been interesting as well, hasn't it, looking at some of the practical steps we need to take or some of the legal aspects of owning a pet as well. I'd urge you to reflect on your own experience with pets, consider how you can support National Pet Month or make a difference to the lives of animals in need. I'd love you to share your thoughts, even more so this week than ever. I would love you to share your photos with me because I just go gooey over photos of animals. So you, social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok and Instagram, all at I am Craig Story. Email them in to me, tableconversationpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the work that I do and you'd like to support me, you can buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash Craig's Story. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you could share this episode, maybe share it with someone who's thinking of getting a pet or just loves pets in general. Again, my heartfelt thanks to you for joining me in this exploration of the world of pets. Give your pet an extra cuddle from me or an extra treat this week. And I'll see you next time at the table with or without your furry, feathery, scaly friend. Everyone's welcome. Goodbye.